Hey y'all, Jesse here from the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We are going to be going on a break for the first time in over a year for the month of December. Yeah, I know, you'll miss us. So we have curated some of our favorite episodes and why they're our favorites for the month of December. So stay tuned. We will still be coming at you every Tuesday. They will be reruns, but you'll get a little bit of inside information from us. We hope you enjoy and have a safe, happy holiday season. We'll see you in 2023. Hi, this is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells cunt. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening. Or anything like us. It's gone off the rails. Everything in my life has gone off the rails. <laughs> this episode is going to go off the rails. Welcome to the final episode of See You Next Tuesday podcast for 2022. I know, y'all. In case you... Have we told them we're taking a break? We have. We've done a few little, like, you know, blurbs at the beginning. Hi, guys. We're going to take a break for a month. But... Did we tell them our plan for December, though? We did not. Oh, can I tell them? Can yes. I tell them? Of course. You guys, we each pick two of our favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. We're going to replay them with an explanation of why they're our favorite episodes. Yep. You're going to get the explanation up top, so then you can listen to the episode with that as context, and I uh, hope you enjoy So it. you might listen to it a little bit differently. That's true. Yeah. So even if you've heard it before, tune in and listen again. Exactly. So you never know what you might rehear or be like, ah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, do you want to go into <laughs> what you've been doing? So both my phone and my iPad told me that my screen time was down this week. And it's because I've been diamond painting. We talked about this before. Yes. Yeah. So I finished my first one. Oh, my God. Okay. It- you're done with the, what is it, the tree tree uh, line one? Uh-huh. I sent you the picture. The picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks good. And I've now gone off the fucking rails with diamond painting. I did not know there was diamond painting. I don't want to call them accessories, but accessories like things that you need to diamond paint efficiently. We're going to call them successories because they're for your success. I love that. My husband would probably call them money grabs. Oh, well, you know, it, you know, okay. Whatever hobby, hobbies aren't cheap. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Why is that? That's so annoying. Like you have to buy a book to read the book, right? Like not yeah. many books are free or you, you have buy to have the, the Kindle to be able to read the book. Exactly. Exactly. Come on. I now am the proud owner of the service. I don't know which one I want to start with. Oh, which one do you want to start with? How many accessories did you buy? Well, okay. I had to buy the glue that you put over top to make sure that the diamonds don't fall off the painting. Kind of like puzzle glue. Can't... Is it like shellac? Or is it like a... You know, is it a spray or is it no, a liquid? It's like a liquid. Okay. Gotcha. Of yeah. course. Naturally. I had, buy, I had to buy that. <laughs> Come on. And then... I mean, I had to buy the a frame to put it in. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. To frame it, because you're going to put it up on the wall. A fucking course I am. Which wall are you going to put up on? I don't know yet. <laughs> the one you first see when you come in my fucking house. So and this it, is my artwork. Glitters and sparkles <laughs> and blinds you as you open my front door. You have got to be the person who's like... 
as soon as someone walks in the door, be like, oh my God, and this is my art. And people are like, oh, that's, that's great. I did it all myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Notice the sparkles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I did that. Then I had to buy. See, when I was doing my first one, so all the little diamonds, they come in these like sealed bags, right? Yeah. You got to open the bags and put them in something to sort them out. Well, I was just using the little Ziploc snack baggies. Right. But they can spill easy. God forbid your cat decides to take a moment or have a moment. And grab it and run away with that. Yeah. So then I had to buy the case with the plastic tubs with lids to hold all my diamonds. Hello? Or what if the cat accidentally gets a hold of one and eats one? That's a a hazard. Yes. So So I had to have the carrying case with the containers (laughs) to hold all the... Yes, you do. Naturally. I, I had to have that. And, well, I'm old and I can't see real good. And while, yes, I was wearing my reading glasses, my kitchen light's just not that bright either. So I had to have the magnifying lamp that clamps to my dining room table to look through and brighten the area so I can see the numbers to correlate with the diamonds to put them in the right area. (laughs) Is this one of those like lamps that's circular Uh and it has a giant magnifying glass in the Uh middle? Yeah. But you know what? In your defense, the thought has crossed my mind for Legos as well. Like really honestly, a hundred percent. First of all, it was like $20. Oh, it's not bad. And I can see those numbers on that little thing is real little, and it's real hard to tell what the little symbol is. They're tiny. I can see it so much better now, and I can go so much quicker. I've started my second one. What? Oh, what is it? It's along the same lines. It was a whole set of like nine that I had bought. Oh, so it's like all like it's like a whole series of like outdoor themes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah, then then you could do like a whole like basically like gallery wall. Yes. I'll take down all the pictures of my children and have a gallery wall (laughs) of this instead. Please do this. (laughs) Please, or or make their faces into diamond paintings. Like, figure out a way where you can print it. Because, you know what? I have extra diamonds from the first one left over, so you know I'm going to have extras of all of them. You just need to bedazzle every fucking painting and photo in your home. Every single one. (laughs) Diamonds over it. Because glitter is your favorite color. So naturally, that makes sense. Diamonds, exactly glitter. Right. Hello. Exactly right. Yeah. So when I tell my husband that I'm buying mm. these things and that I need them. You do for your success. <laughs> he was like, oh my God, the fuck. <laughs> okay. What are his hobbies? Does he have hobbies? No. Damn it. I was going to say, you could be like, yeah, well, you watch... The ESPN package that we got with our bundle. You're welcome. So, <laughs> well, I have said accessories, so I bought them anyways. <laughs> After he begrudgingly said, oh, "Go ahead," I mean, let's get realized buying them regardless. Oh, absolutely, it's gonna happen, one hundred percent. And then, so yesterday, I was working on the second diamond painting, and I went. Wow, look how much faster I'm going because I can see it. 
And he comes over and he looks and he's like, yeah, I guess you did need it. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's just happy I have, I bought something to do like a project or a hobby and I've actually finished it. Yeah. Most of the time I don't finish them. Well, but again, I think it's cool to experiment and find out what you like. Because that's the point, right? Like, it's to go, do I like icing cookies? No. I do not like icing cookies. No. This is a lot of work. It took forever. Crochet, knitting. Right. No. No, not for you. Not for me. That's the thing. You got to find your thing. And you found your thing. It's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so when you find it, yeah, invest in it. And then that way you have it, you know what? It's because I watched all the fucking reels on social media. I don't get on social media to read y'all shit. I don't care about the pictures of your kids. I don't care about your funny me. Okay, no. Your funny memes. I'm down. Send them over. Send them over. Yes, please. Love the memes. <laughs> your status updates, pictures of your dogs, your kids, your house. I don't fucking care. I'm on there for the reels. I'm loving it. I was watching them this morning. Up next... Is going to be something with the epoxy resin. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you get the, the candle, the floating Christmas candle thing I sent you? Yes, I had already seen it. I'm sure you did. I saw someone take that idea to the next level and do a whole village in a fish tank. Dude. That's my level. Dude. Uh-huh. Because those little balls, when you, they're like, what, what are, are they, they? And where do you get them? Because we had them, okay, so back when I worked at a country club, we used to do like wine dinners and stuff, and we had some of those there. And they were like these little plastic balls that when you put water on them, they expand and they look like that. They look clear. But I have no freaking idea. I think you can buy them at florist shops because I think, I want to say they use them for for real flowers, you know, in the bottom of those containers. Yeah. My, that's my guess, but I don't know. But they look so cool because like that, as soon as you put water in them, they disappear. Yes. Something looks like it's floating and yeah, it's pretty cool. So, which brings me to my next situation, watching reels. Some of the reels I watch, people will take like normal Barbie dolls, wipe all their makeup off Mm -hmm. and give her a makeover. Yeah. I've seen those. Those are crazy cool. So they're fun, right? Yeah. Until I saw this one last night. They were turning Barbie, but making her Gen Z. Okay. They used hot glue to give her bigger boobs and hot glue to give her a Brazilian butt lift. Uh huh. And then they're using paint to paint her hot glue, <laughs> skin colored. And then the next one, they used clay to give her bigger tits. Oh, on top of the, okay. Yeah. And I was like, the fuck are you doing to Barbie? Seriously, I also, she has big tits as it is. And like, from what I understand of Gen Z, that's more like a Kardashian millennial vibe, not a Gen Z vibe, right? The BBL and the whole whatever. Yeah. Aren't we past this, guys? Come on. So I was like, what are you doing to Barbie? Because I do love watching where they rip the head off and then remove her makeup and then shave her head and Uh then give her new hair. I'm like... How do you give Barbie new hair? I do, dude. But I've seen it. I, I don't even know how you begin to go, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Repaint Barbie's face. Just in general. Like, from the get. So, good question. I love it when they make them goth Barbies. Oh, yeah. That's pretty sick, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Or they do, like, a natural face of makeup, and you're like, oh, oh yes. So Barbie is so pretty with the she, natural. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this just makes me really excited for the Barbie movie next year. I'm so excited. 
I can't wait. I cannot wait. I watched a movie on Friday night. A new movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What did you watch? Halloween Ends. I told you I wanted to watch it. And? How are we feeling? Well, I would have loved it more if I didn't have my 14-year-old child who's taking theater for the first time and loving it, sitting there going... They didn't need this monologue. Why do they have this monologue? I hate this monologue. They need to stop this. And that. And that. You're like, okay, all of a sudden now, because you know what's happening, now you're going to pick apart every single movie that we watch? Perfect. Love this journey for me. Wait until he gets into improv. He's going to just yes and everything that you do. And you'll be like, fuck. Oh, he does that already just to annoy the fuck out of me. I'm sure. He's my, personality-wise, he's me in a 14-year-old male body. Mm-hmm. No, but he's not 14-year-old me because I wasn't like this at 14. He is 43-year-old me right. in a 14-year-old right. male's body. <laughs> right. Y'all, world, be terrified that this thing is growing up. But this is like exactly like your, your mom said, they're going to have a baby just like you. And then the first two were the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. They're responsible. Mm-hmm. They're adulting better than I'm adulting. Adulting better than I'm adulting. Dude, then half the people I know, they already have like a savings and they're in college. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, yeah. They paid off their first cars before they got their first apartments because they didn't want car payments with a part, with rent. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, he already does that. Just turning the fuck out of me. But it's real fun when we gang up on my husband. Oh, yeah. I'm that, sure. And then he's like, gosh darn it. Like, I really, really, this is my life. Mm-hmm. This is me now. Mm-hmm. So Halloween ends. Would you say it was good, but you were kind of distracted? Considering? Yes. <laughs> okay. I would say I loved it if I didn't have little Martin Scorsese sitting next to me. Film critic, Roger Ebert over there. You're like, <laughs> dude, get, okay, we get it. Well, I... Can I tell you what I think is going to happen? Please. Okay, you guys. This is... I'm going to spoil the whole movie for you. Damn it. I haven't seen it, but please, I don't... It's fine. You don't care. I mean, I'm going to watch them later. It's fine. I mean, I'm going to spoil it for everyone because I'm going to tell you they're not done with the Halloween series. A fucking course they're not. A fucking course they're not. I fucking knew it. I was like, there is no way. There is no way. Because, so... Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually... Does he kill someone? I don't know. Martin Scorsese was bothering me the entire time. I'm going to have to rewatch it. He gets this kid, almost kills him, but he's staring in his eyes the whole time, so he, like, transfers his evil. Mm. I think... So, at the very end, he's fighting Jamie Lee Curtis, blah, 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 when she's killing him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he transferred his evil... To Jamie Lee. You think? I do. It's possible. Because I would, I'm here for it. it. They when he when she kills him, because we all know Jamie Lee kills Michael Myers. It was the only way to again. end the series. Yeah. Again, again. <laughs> this is so funny. And I'm with Minnie Martin on this one. So they take his body, tie it to the roof of the car, and they're driving him out to the junkyard. But all of a sudden, all these people are coming out of their houses and following the car like this big, huge mob, right? And Minnie Martin's like, how did all these people know this happened? 
How would they know? How would they exactly. know that he died? Minnie Martin, you're right. That was super fucking cheeseball, okay? And then they untie him from the roof of the car and pass his body over the crowd like he's crowd surfing to get to the car crusher. And then Jamie Lee is the one that, like, starts the crusher. Okay, quick question. Quick mm-hmm. question. Now, correct me. Again, I haven't seen kills or ends yet. But isn't the whole town, like, in on, hey, we're going to kill Michael because we're fucking done with this shit? Isn't that why they're all like, yeah, fuck this guy? I mean... Is that part of it or no? No, because it was Michael and Jamie Lee in the kitchen fighting each other. Nobody else was there when she kills them. Okay, so the rest of the town has no idea that, hey, by the way, we're going to kill this guy because he's a fucking psychopath. Well, I mean, the town knows the, like, not rumor. The uh, legend. Legend Legend, of Michael Myers, right? Like, the house has been destroyed. Everyone knows the legend of Michael Myers, but nobody knows that he's back. Got it. Yeah. No, that's weird. Unless, and here's where I'm going to extrapolate. Haven't seen it. Maybe the evil or like signaled to them like it's over or the universe. And they're all like, yeah, it's over. Like the evil lift, uh-huh. the evil cloud lifted. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> like I, I said, I had Minnie Martin next to me run yeah. his mouth the entire time. That's fair. Yeah. You know. Well, we just saw the new Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie. Oh. So good. Is it really fucking I fell fucking asleep good. during the first one. You did? I did, because you know, movie. You don't like Superhero. Yeah. You're done. You're like, that, That's boring. like two strikes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, highly recommend rewatching the first one and then watching this one. It's very, very, very good. I have been getting the toys in my Happy Meal, though. <laughs> oh, the Black Panther toy? Uh-huh. That's cool. That's awesome. What do they have? They're like action figures. Oh, okay. Like little. Yeah. yeah I mean, like yeah. I'm sure their arms or something move. This is what I do with my Happy Meal toys now. I have a coworker with a two-year-old. So oh. whenever I get a Happy Meal, when she comes into work, I just throw it at her. Yeah, and she just knows it means it's for her kid. Oh, absolutely. Like one less thing that she has to fucking buy, right? Like, great. Thank you so much. I mean. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. And I've gotten a Happy Meal on Wednesday on my way back to work from my doctor's appointment. And then I got a Happy Meal yesterday for lunch it was the same toy so the double toy just got thrown away yeah at that point you're like although if the kid liked it you could have like given it to her in case the other one got broken and be like hey here you go it's like you know yeah I was yeah, like, I know. Yeah. too many toys yeah but yeah it was it was good they did a great job of an homage to Chadwick which was I'm over here crying in a movie theater as usual but yeah and then the story was very well done they introduced an entirely new culture and this is not really a spoiler alert because it's in the freaking posters, but it's like Mexican-American history. Oh, so now we're going to have spinoffs American. for that, too. Dude, Mexican history, it was so fucking awesome. The costumes, my God, were... Hand this woman another Oscar, please, because it was just mind-blowing how... And then the accuracy of a lot of some of the, like, the legends of like ancient Mexico, it was very well done. So, yes, definitely watch it if you get a chance. She's talking to you guys. She's not talking to me. I'm I'm talking to you. I'm looking at your eyeballs. Definitely watch it. I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) But I may tell her I watched it and tell her it was great. Yeah. And I'm not going to watch it. Just to tell me like, yeah, sure. I want to watch it. I watched it. It was great. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, anyway. Now, what what are you going to tell me about now, Debbie Downer? I'm sorry. So I'm actually going to tell you about murder. I know. The whole reason y'all are here, not just here about our our 
lives. Or maybe they are here to hear about our lives. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe half and half? Oh, I forgot to tell you the best part about my doctor's appointment on Wednesday. Oh, what's that? When I left, I heard honking. I thought it was... Because I'm looking at the GPS. I'm trying to figure out where to go because it's downtown, right? Yeah. You know me in downtown. Yep. I hear honking. I think it's the person behind me at the parking garage. I'm looking at my GPS. I'm looking at the road. I'm trying to figure out where to go. I think they're honking at me because there's no cars. So then I panic, right? And I just go. Girl, I went the wrong way down a one-way street. <gasps> That's why they were honking. They were like, no, 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 not that way. Uh-huh. Right, because I probably had my blinker on. But their honking freaked me out even more. Girl, it was a four-lane. It was a three or four-lane one-way street. It was Trinity. I went the wrong way down Trinity. And just so y'all know, where we live, like the one-ways are no joke. And so, and, and it's only in downtown, which is very annoying because everywhere around it is, you know, two-way. So you really have to look at the exact street, know exactly where you're going, know the street, look at the signs. Like it's complicated as fuck. So, so maybe if you see a person taking a moment out of a parking garage... Let them have their moment and don't honk at them. Right. Like, let them like, get their bearings so they're not freaking them out and be like, okay. And you're like, <laughs> did, I mean, obviously you're okay, but like, did you like per- pull over somewhere and like turn around? Fuck no. I got, I didn't know I was going the wrong way until I got to the intersection uh-huh. and I don't have a stoplight like everyone else. I'm like, the fuck? And I'm like, oh shit. I bet this was a one way. And then the people coming at me, their light turned green. And I look to the right and ain't nobody coming this way. Because I'm trying to then figure out is the cross street a one way. Oh my God. Right? It was two, it was a two way. And I'm like, God. you're like, I'm just going to turn real quick. Oh my God, girl. <sighs> this is why I don't fucking go downtown. Oh, this is why my husband was supposed to take me to this appointment. And they fucked it all up. Oh, God, this is why I drink. Because of shit like this. Don't, don't tell me these things. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's taking me next month. It'll be Yeah. Fine. Yes, he is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm not... Oh, and being on I-35... Oh, yeah, forget Within that a minute and 30 seconds, somebody almost hit me. Yeah, it, it, 35 is a biatch. Were they at just not paying attention? Oh, yeah, of course at 8 a.m. That makes total sense. I am no longer scheduling morning appointments. Yeah, no. It's an, it's a fucking shit show. Like, the 35 traffic is just horrendous. And, and not in the way that, like, L.A. traffic is horrendous, like it's a parking lot. No. People just don't know how to fucking drive. Period. This is how That's I must, it. This is how I must get hit. I was in the right-hand lane. I don't like driving in the right-hand lane because of the on-ramps. Mm-hmm. I like middle lane. Middle lane is where I... Like it's your vibe. It's your it's your it's zone. It's my comfortable zone, right? Blinker on, blinker on. I turn. I look. Look in the blind spot. Nobody's there. Nobody's even in the left hand lane. I start getting over. I don't know where this motherfucker came from, but he's getting in the middle lane as well, and he is right the fuck next to me. The hell? It's because. All of a sudden, he sped the fuck up, and he wanted to take the exit that was right the fuck there. Yeah, that's a him problem, not a you problem. But he's making it you problem, because he's about to hit you. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we're saying. It's shit like this. And then it causes an accident. Thank God you weren't in one. And then... I would have popped out and beat his fucking ass. (laughs) It would have been a fucking him problem at that point. 
have to make it a you problem, bud. You just keep going the direction you're going here, sis. Oh my God. Oh God. So yeah, let's talk about more mayhem. <laughs> Do it. So we brought you up. We brought you down. We made you laugh. Now we're bringing you way the fuck down. Right back down. And right I, back then down. I'm going to bring you way the fuck back up. Oh, I'm glad. Because this story actually, it actually has a happy ending. Why are you breaking the rules again? I'm not. But in, in, and is a happy ending for certain people and an unhappy ending for other people. That's what I'm going to say. Well, so, tell us about it. Don't Today, we're going to talk about a strange case. And I will let you decide what you think about this case, okay? So, love your opinion on this. So, you say strange case. I'm normally the strange caser. I know. I'm I, Exactly what I thought. I was like, oh my God, I'm pulling in Amanda. Like, this is something that she would bring in. I, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm not. Hey, it's the end of the year, baby. We're, we're you know, we're vibing. We're... I watched a movie. You you're watched doing a, a movie? You're, you're doing a strange case. We're broken. We're, yep. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Did we have a freaky Friday? <laughs> Seriously. Okay. On August 12th, 1997, Jordan Brown was born to Chris Brown, not the singer, and Mildred Krause in New Beaver, Pennsylvania. According to court records, Chris Brown and Mildred had been in court over alleged abuse from Chris. She said that he drank, did drugs, and threatened to hurt her. So, real quick, Jordan's life, again, he was born in 97, so we don't have much about him. This isn't like, you know, a Ted Bundy where we have this entire, like, history of his family and the, you know, we don't have any of that kind of stuff. It's a lot different. From researching these kids' cases, it's a lot different nowadays when it comes to what the hell the kid was like as a child. You know, you mean because like we protect kids now? Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, like we like realize that maybe kids' privacy is important. Yeah, yeah. And then we got social media and then we put every piece of our kids' information on On social media. Social media. Exactly, exactly. We were one way, then we were another way, and now we're back that way. Yeah, yeah, nailed it. So what I could find was this, and it was on an NBC News article. So, but from what I can understand, and I also watched an ABC 2020, which I, I will link, it's on a YouTube video. And just so y'all know, if you do watch the YouTube video, no, the voices don't match up to the video. That's how they were able to get an ABC News article on YouTube because, you know, technically they don't have the copyright for it. So it is what it is. We all got to do what we got to do, right? Just close your eyes. It'll just be fine. close your eyes. It's fine. And exactly. But it sounded like... And again, this is from the point of view of Chris and Jordan. Jordan was a very normal kid. Normal kid, growing up pretty normal. Chris seems like a nice guy. I'm not saying that Mildred wasn't in fear for her life. She very well may have been. Absolutely. And saying that he drank and did drugs and threatened to hurt her. Possibly, yeah. You know, she did actually file a protective order against him. So I would assume, yeah, maybe at the beginning of the relationship that he was a violent drunk. Yeah. Or an angry drunk or something like that, you know, any number of things. Well, apparently the relationship wasn't that great because Chris soon learned that she was having a baby. He didn't even know Jordan was going to be born. Okay. So if that gives you kind of an idea of the relationship, it's not good. Yeah. So this is when I'm like, okay, well, is she, is, is the protective order to protect her from him or just get away from him? Does she just want a totally different life with her kid and away from him altogether? And then she's saying these things to get him away. Right. Who knows? Point is, Chris wasn't aware that she was about to have a baby. 
And he was like, wait, no, I kind of want to be a dad to this kid. So once Jordan was born, Mildred wanted full custody. Chris and Hera fought a legal battle over him until Jordan was around two months old. The court gave shared custody to them. Can I just say, a dad who's actually fighting to see his kid? That's what I'm saying. Is unusual. It is unusual. And should just, i going to take note. Yeah. And, and this is the other thing. So also weigh this. Is it a control thing? Is it, oh, no, 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 that baby's mine? Or is it, no, that's my son? Because that's an entirely different thing too. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm saying. Like, there's so many, I have so many questions when, with, about this case. So he got, they got shared custody when Jordan was two, around two months old. But then Chris got full custody in 1999, whenever Jordan would have been like, what, three? And there so, is no record on the record as to why he got full custody. But, you know, for a dad to get full custody of a kid, there's got to be something really wrong. Because the courts don't take kids away from mothers, even when they really need to. Yep. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm kind of like, okay, what was really going on in this house? You know, was mm-hmm. was the protective order based on real things or was it a I want this child moment with the with Mildred? Yeah. I we don't know. Going to leave it there. That's and then Mildred is out of the picture. Period. So, Chris is now a single dad raising a son. So, she never tried to fight to regain custody of her kid? Mm-mm. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Chris is a single dad raising his son. He works at a factory in town, a, what is it, a tableware factory. And long hours, you know, it's not easy work, but they're doing all right. And he met this woman named Kenzie Hulk, a single mother, and she had two girls. She had a girl named Janessa at age seven and Adeline age four. And Chris and Kenzie got along well, by all accounts. Like, I don't, I didn't hear or... Jordan didn't mention in the ABC thing about any sort of abuse. He seemed pretty well adjusted. You know what I mean? Like you can, I'm not saying you can tell, but you can, if you, you know, like the exchanges, the looks between the two of them, you could see if there was something kind of off. Mm -hmm. And then again, by all accounts that I read, they had a really successful blended family. And pretty soon after they met, Kenzie was pregnant with a boy. So they all moved in together and lived in Wampum, Pennsylvania, around 40 miles north of Pittsburgh. Chris was working at the factory, and Kenzie, from what I could tell, stayed home, raised the girls. Well, I mean, that's a lot of kids. Somebody... Yeah. She got three. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then... Well, she has two herself. What I'm saying is, like, now she has three with Jordan. Now, granted, two and of them... And she's are... pregnant, so and she's be pregnant. four. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, that's a lot. Yeah. A lot. I don't have four, but... Th- no, yeah. but I'm saying you've, you've been pregnant and had a, another... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's a lot of kids. So... And a lot of responsibility. And the fact that if he is working at a factory, like I said, and with long hours, I'm assuming that he doesn't have the time to really parent as well as she could from home. And then, okay, so just a real quick note, and this is where our text is going to come out. Wampa, Pennsylvania is a rural area. Mm-hmm. Farms. Mm-hmm. People own guns everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even in rural UK, people own guns on farms. I mean, farms. It's, it's a... <laughs> Yeah. Period. You have you have guns. You have multiple guns. You have yeah. like shotguns. You got rifles. You got handguns, and they are all tools because you go turkey hunting. Right. You go out deer hunting, quail, right. whenever whatever happens to be in season. Hog dove. down here in Texas. Dove. 
Exactly. Sometimes you use them to shoot the rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes or coyotes. Mm -hmm. If you have animals or in this case, you have a four-year-old. Like that's a genuine threat. Like they could actually hurt your family. So yeah, it's much more common up north. So I'm just giving a little bit of context here as to why there are guns in this home. To me, the guns in this home do seem more like a normal, regular, rural set of guns. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. shotguns. Yes, exactly. And Jordan was also, he was growing up under this. He shot guns with his dad. They went turkey hunting and he'd been gifted a kid's shotgun at age seven or so, six, seven. Yeah. People in the country do these things and it's normal. Yes. So a little bit of context there. On February 20th, 2009, Janessa woke up Jordan from school. Okay, so Jordan is being woken up by his stepsister. He got dressed and waited for his stepsister, Janessa, in the living room for the bus. So my guess is, I'm I'm picturing him sitting on the couch, right? Mm -hmm. And he and Janessa are just waiting for the bus. 8.15-ish, bus rolls up. Kenzie, their stepmom, tells him to get outside. Hey, the bus is here. Go, 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 go outside. Jordan and Janessa run out the front door. Adeline stayed home, she's four, with her mother. And Chris, I'm assuming, already at work by this point. Because right. 8.15, he's probably already there. Oh, yeah. You're, you, you're an 8 to 5-er. You left long ago. Maybe you're pulling 12s. You're an 8 to 8-er. Yep, exactly. At the factory. Yep. At 9 a.m., tree trimmers started working around their house in the neighborhood. So, like, you know, like the, the city, essentially. Oh, yeah. And one of them spotted a little girl crying in the doorway of a home. They're like, okay, that's kind of weird. Walked over to her. He asked her what was wrong. And she said that her mommy was dead. This is Adeline. Mm-hmm. At her front door. She had found her mom after answering her mom's phone, which was ringing on the nightstand table in the bedroom. So the little girl picked it up and answered it. Said, mm-hmm. hello, you know, whatever. And then she tried to wake up her mom and she couldn't. That's when she went and, you know, standing at the doorway crying, upset. And so my guess is... Kenzie had gone back to bed after everyone was out the door, which I do not blame her. I mean, (laughs) she must be exhausted. (laughs) I may have, you know, when I've been a stay-at-home mom, taking my kids to school, come home, taking a nap myself. Absolutely. I mean, she's also eight months pregnant. Yes. She's tired. You're tired when you're pregnant. You're growing a life. It takes a lot of energy. Exactly. So this guy obviously called the cops immediately. He was like, uh-uh, I am, no, <laughs> I don't want to be any part of this, and I want to make sure this woman's okay. And they rushed an ambulance in to try to save her. They weren't able to save her life. So Kenzie, and unfortunately, the baby did die. Kenzie was only 26 years old. So that's crazy to me that she was already, I mean, just so young. And, and so many kids. Yeah. And she also had so much life left in front of her. I mean, yeah. her kids could have grown up, you know, all this kind of stuff. And at first, of course, they thought it was an accident. I mean, any kind of, you can have like an aneurysm. You can have a heart oh, attack. Oh, yeah. Who the hell knows? If you have undiagnosed um, like heart disease or whatever. And being pregnant, your risk factors go way up. I mean, so at first they're thinking, okay, ambulance, we're bringing them in. Not a crime scene. But then the medical examiner found a gunshot wound. Of course. It's always the medical examiner that's the hero. Yep. And it was on her head. And they knew it was a gunshot wound because of like the entry exit kind of moment, you know? Right. Now it's a homicide because 
How the hell does this woman get shot in her own bed? Well, Chris got a call at work saying that his step wife, well, I, I don't think they were married yet, step partner, I'll say, was dead. And he said, quote, they told me that she and the baby were gone. And I remember collapsing in the yard. I just lost it. The cops were doing their job here and did interview him. Mm-hmm. And they ruled him out quickly because, again, he was in the yard. Right. At work. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, she was alive when he left. Now he's at work. Yeah. And everybody could probably account for his whereabouts. Yeah. A factory. It's a big place. Lots of people. Exactly. So... The rest of the day is not recorded, but what we do know that that night around 3.30 a.m., both he and Jordan had fallen asleep next to each other in grief, and it sounded like they fell asleep on, like, on the couch or something. Like, you can tell the rest of the day was just a nightmare. Like, not, a, not anything they would have thought would have happened. Kids were obviously pulling out of school, all of that, so this whole family moment that they didn't want to have to have. So 3.30 a.m. that night, the next day after she's dead, there's a pounding at the door. And it's the cops with a warrant. And they're like, okay, like, what the hell? And it's a warrant for Jordan. So, the cops took this kid straight to the county jail and started interviewing him. That same day, his story took off in the national news because Jordan was only 11 years old at the time. Here is the evidence they had to get the warrant. A gun that smelled like it had been recently fired, an unspent shell casing by the driveway, and trace gunshot residue on Jordan's shirt and pants. That's what they had to bring in this kid, who is 11 years old. Yeah. They also interviewed Adeline again, because they first asked her what happened to her mommy when they first got there. I mean, she's four. She's four. Then they interviewed her again after they brought in Jordan, because now they're like, he's the guy. Right. And she said she heard a big boom after Jordan had been moving his guns that night. She also said that she saw a black pickup truck outside the house around the the time of the big boom. But she said at night. And the next morning, their mother was very much alive and told him to go get on the school bus. I mean, she's four. She's four. I do not doubt that she heard a big boom. But timing may have been off. You know what I mean? I mean, again, you're a kid. You, shit, I, I miss time some things and I'm in my 30s. You know what I mean? I'm like, when did that happen? Oh, uh, yeah, it was at night, was it? Right? Like, you start to, yeah, your memory she, is a fickle thing. Well, and she's four. And yeah. four-year-olds' brains can't, like, create a timeline like that, first of all. And yep. second of all, it's so easy to manipulate what they're going to say. Yep. So really, they have... Besides the circumstantial evidence, they have more circumstantial evidence with a four-year-old's testimony. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing good. Remember, rural. Rural. So now let's put together their timeline. According to the cops, this is what they think happened. Okay, Jordan was moving his guns the night before, the next, before school, the next morning. He is awakened the next day by his stepsister, Janessa, seven-year-old. He gets ready, goes downstairs to wait for the school bus with his sister in the living room. His stepmom, Kenzie, yells at them to get moving. Bus was there at 8.15. Jordan and Janessa are on their way to school and show up at school. Adeline is seen by a tree trimmer crying at 9 a.m. That leaves 45 minutes where no one but Adeline and Kenzie is in the house alone. So what was Adeline doing that entire time? 
How do we know the four-year-old isn't the one? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> that's a joke, obviously. But they're saying between the time that he gets ready, goes downstairs to wait for the school bus, he has essentially killed his stepmom, walks downstairs, waits with his sister to go on the bus, gets on the bus, drops a shell casing on the way to school, a non-spent, it wasn't spent, by the way. Yeah. And then gets on the school bus and goes to school like a normal day. An 11-year-old. Who's a fucking, what, he's the Joker now? Like, he's like some super villain? What? Yep. The cops believe that Jordan, like I said, went upstairs to get his gun and shot Kenzie between the time he walked out the door for the bus and sat in the living room. So here, I have so many questions, okay? Literally a mountain of questions. Can you smell a gun after it's been shot? Can you smell that? Yes. From what I heard, Paul Holes, no. Newer guns don't use the type of gunpowder that emit that scent of gunpowder. Plus, how do you know which gun to smell? All of them probably smelled like they've been shot because they probably fucking had. And I only say that because, like, when you go to the range, you can smell it. Right. But that's different. That's also, like, a bunch of guns in one concentrated area, right? I mean, I've never shot a gun. I've never shot a person, so I don't know if a gun smells. True. Yes. And guns that residue trace on clothing... If they shot guns regularly, they probably washed their clothes and probably still had gunshot residue on their clothes. Or you can put clothing up against each other and get transfer. It's not the smoking gun, to use a term. Did you contact our friend, Officer Joe? I did not. Shoot, I should have. I should have asked him, like, hey, can you do that? Can Can I do this or this? I have to remember that. Thank you for reminding me. So get this. How do they know which gun was used? They don't. They don't. And they assumed because, oh, we got Jordan, so let's look at Jordan's guns. Okay. What did he do with the gun? Like, because that's one thing they never answer in all of this is like, okay, so he shot his stepmom. Cool. Would he just like lean the gun against the door? Like, where did he put the gun? Did he put it back in the gun collection? Exactly. Like, what the hell? Did they not lock up their guns? How did he shoot his mom in the house and not get noticed? By his sister, Janessa, who's seven, who has a lot more, you know... Yeah, than a four-year-old. Hello? A seven-year-old, 100% could be like, yeah, Jordan shot mom. Thank you. And then what is his motive? Why the fuck would he want to kill his stepmom? The cops seem to think he's jealous of his new younger brother... Who's not even born yet. <laughs> Which is like, yo, I mean, that is, all of this is stretching, just trying to find an answer here. It's like, what, what happened? <laughs> Chris at first was trying to understand why his son would do this. He was like, he, he was just as dumbfounded as we are. He's like, wait, what happened? You're saying Jordan did what? And he's like, so he asked his son, I was like, did you do this? Like, seriously, tell me. He's like, He even said multiple times in the 2020 thing, like, dude, just tell me. I love you either way. I just, just let me know if you really did do this. And he's like, no, of course I didn't do this. That's when Chris lawyered up. He was like, okay, fuck this shit. We're not going to get railroaded like this. Let's get some lawyers. Okay. Cops asked if Chris could think of anyone else. Like, okay, fine. You don't think it's your son. Who do you think did it? He's like, well, Kenzie had an ex-boyfriend named Adam Harvey who, yeah, she had a protective order against. Oh, but he didn't do it. You wonder why he didn't do it? Mm. He had the protective order that sa- that protected her. Oh, that's right. It's like a shield. Uh-huh. Totally fine. Exactly. Once you sign that piece of paper, it puts a force field around you. Yep. Yep. And you're and then you're fine. And everything's cool. Mm-hmm. You can live your life. Mm-hmm. 
They also said in 2020 that he was a cat lover, and I think that's a smear campaign against cats. Rude, ABC 2020. No, it just means anybody who is a cat lover can't harm another human being. (sighs) I hope so. I hope so. Everybody remember that in case I'm allegedly accused of doing something terribly. (laughs) I love my cat so much that when he sleeps in the middle of my side of the bed, I just adjust how I sleep no matter how uncomfortable because I don't want to move him. Well, yeah, same. My husband gets so mad. He's like, just move him. I'm like, no. That's what mine says. I'm like, no, he's my baby. Mine says, just move him. You're just afraid if you move him, you'll make him mad and then he won't sleep on your side of the bed anymore. Does that sound familiar? Yes. (laughs) Are you in my home? Oh my God. So yeah. Anyway, so it turns out Kenzie has the protection order against this guy. And they had issues with kids and money. At one time... Adam thought Kenzie was lying to him about the paternity of one of the girls. Obviously, that caused a problem. I mean, you say it's my daughter, now she's not my daughter, now she is my daughter. I'm assuming it was one sort of like a rumor that went out there and he was like, what? You know. Or she was just trying to leave him and get him to allow her to leave. So she was like, fine, this isn't your daughter anyways, just let me go. Right. Yeah, exactly. Again, all very plausible storylines that could have happened to end up here. And surprise, surprise, he drove a black truck. Now, Jess, there's a lot of black trucks. There are a lot of black trucks. Again, that is circumstantial. Again, nothing is really concrete here. When the cops interviewed him, however, they said that he was crying and he wanted to know what happened to her just as much as anyone else. He agreed to take a polygraph to clear his name and he had an alibi that checked out. I mean, we all know polygraphs are 100%. And you definitely can't get somebody to do a fake alibi for you. Yeah, of course. But from what I understand, I don't think they had him take that polygraph. And here's why. Because he crying. Mm-hmm. The other thing the cops noticed, and remember, this is all happening within 24 hours. She's dead. The kid is in jail. 24 hours. They're at Adam's house. They said that his black truck had a light coating of snow on it. This is February in Pennsylvania. Snow happens. Adam lived a ways away from Kenzie and Chris, so the cops argued that there would be no snow on his truck if he had driven to and from her house that morning because it would have melted off. They cleared Adam within an hour of interrogating him. I mean, don't you know, once you get snow off your truck, there is no way it snows again on top of it. It's like that force field. No, exactly. It's yeah. like the snow goes, oh, you already had snow on it and you got it off. No more snow for you, sir. Yep. Nailed it. Exactly. You made me mad because you wiped my friends off. I'm mad at you. No more snow. Yep. But Jordan, during all of this, is in county jail with adult men. And he is 11 years old. The juvenile law center and his attorney were like, this is absolutely not... They got involved because he was a minor and they tried to get him tried as a juvenile. Because get this, in Pennsylvania, a murder charge is a murder charge. Period. You are charged as an adult. Yeah. This took three years. And during that time, it was really actually really sweet. Jordan said that he would take a book and he would start reading it. And if he didn't understand a word, he would take the encyclopedia, old school style, And he would go and look up the word and then go back and start reading. So he taught himself 
for three years while he was in jail with these prison, essentially with these guys. And he learned real fucking quick to keep his head down because he saw some fucked up shit. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He was like, nope. So that was his like zone. Like, I'm just going to read. I mean, good for him for doing that. But think how long it must have taken him to read a fucking book. I know. I know that poor kid. I hope he didn't pick up any Stephen King. Is it complicated? I have yet to read Stephen King. No, no, no. It's because they're all this fat. Oh, you're right. That's true. It's very long. Good point. But then again, that would take his whole three years. Yeah, he could have read one book in three years and he'd be like, sweet. He'd be like, (laughs) I read it. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing he did say. He was like, I was like, I was transported to another world and it made time go by so much faster. And so get this. His dad, Chris, was traveling back and forth two hours one way. So four hours a day to see his son basically every single day. I mean, I would. He lost his job because, I mean, they can't. he, He couldn't work and visit us you know it just didn't work so he's now up to his eyeballs in debt trying to get his son out of i mean you know like all of Mm -hmm. these things the one thing i did they didn't mention was that the attorneys in the future i don't know for this right now i know i think he has like a public defender if i'm not mistaken but right the attorneys in the future did it pro bono of course they did and i'm like thank god because it's just insanely expensive So Jordan got his verdict at age 14 that he wouldn't be charged as an adult and would be subject to a bench trial, meaning no jury, just one judge decides your fate. Depending on the judge, this might be a good option for you. Because juries, as we all know, OJ, Casey Anthony, Mm -hmm. don't always get all the information or understand what the hell they're seeing. Exactly right. So... Unfortunately for Jordan, he got a hard-ass judge in John W. Hodge, who ruled that he was responsible for the death of Kenzie Hulk and charged him with first-degree murder and would sentence him later. Jordan was held in a juvenile facility until he turned 19 and released from custody on probation on June 13, 2016. First-degree? No. Really, dude. Manslaughter at best. But he didn't even Not- do it. Exactly. Prove that he did it. I mean... Just insane. Yep. No. This is when the pro bono lawyer sprung into action and wanted to get his case officially overturned. Because they're like, there is no evidence here. Like, it's different if it's like, okay, fine, he hated her, they argued. Yeah, I mean... Fine. mm. There's nothing there there. Yep. So they tried to get it overturned via appeal at the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. They combed over the evidence the cops had and realized... There wasn't any. <laughs> they were like, yeah. wait. They were like, the here. cops were lazy fuckers. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, no, Officer it, Joe. N- no, they do deserve this. Trust me, this is bad cop work. No, I mean, those were lazy officers. Oh, yeah. No, not all. I- I'm saying, Officer Joe, we know you're not lazy. Right. There are decent investigators out yeah. there, yes. There was so much nothing to this case that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court did overturn this conviction on the grounds of no evidence. Yay! Right? And he's living his, and George's living his best life. So yeah, this is exceedingly rare for any Justice Department in the United States because they don't like to admit that they... Made a mistake. Me, exactly. They don't like to say that the police work sucked and they were fucking lazy. Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean they were admitting he's not guilty. The cops in the ABC 2020 news stories were adamant that they got the right guy. They said this. We arrested him, didn't we? Yep. Okay. <laughs> you can arrest everybody and say that they're guilty of a crime. Doesn't mean they're guilty of a crime. We it doesn't have make him. it true. Exactly. He was like, we, we wouldn't have arrested him if we didn't, you know, have enough sufficient evidence. It's like, 
Oh my God. Well, you did. It's better. And you could tell he's trying to, like, oh, there's three of them. They're all trying to save face in this oh thing. And it's God. like, dude, just admit you were wrong. It makes I it mean, so much easier for all of us. You'll feel so much better about yourself if you just say, I'm sorry, I was inexperienced and I was wrong. Yep. And also, rural. This is not something these cops have to do deal with on a daily basis. I'm sorry, we hadn't had a murder in 18 years. We were inexperienced. We didn't know what we were doing. We made a mistake. We apologized to Jordan. Period. Done. Exactly. Jordan is out trying to recover from his wrong name now. Now he has his name. You know, now he's the child killer, right? Oh, please tell me he got a name change. No, he has not. He might... I'm... If he's smart, maybe he will in the future. I think it'd probably be a good idea because of just all of this. And he says it's hard because look at people look at him and think he's a murderer. During his time in jail, though, he got a 3.9 GPA in school and taught himself how to play the guitar. Oh, wow. He's now 25 and last we heard studying computer science. As of 2020, he is now suing the police investigators who are retired and now getting that sweet pension for malicious prosecution. Yay. Yep. Kinsey's family, though believes through and through that Jordan did this and they want justice. Are you serious? Yeah. Of course they do. I mean, because they want answers and him not doing it, then they have no answers. Exactly. But I believe it was the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And really, that's what matters here. What happened to Kenzie on that day? I think it was the ex-boyfriend. You do? Mm Mm-hmm. I just, like, how do you shoot a shotgun in the house and and you have a 45-minute window? Like, how do you... How do you know you had to be casing the joint for a minute? You know what I mean? You have to like know the routines. He would have had to have been seen. You know what I mean? Hear me out. Yeah, please. The ex-boyfriend would already know her and her daughter's routine. Just because they live in a different house doesn't mean the routines changed. Mm, good point. Yeah, I can see that. They just added another child to mm-hmm. the mix, but the routine is going to stay the same. Breakfast. Make yep. lunches, get the kids out the door. Because of their ages. They're all going to be elementary, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it'll stay the same. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a good point. And the other thing is, is they, because the crime scene was contaminated, because originally they thought it was just a woman who need of help, mm-hmm. people were in and out. The cops didn't dust for fingerprints after they learned it was a crime scene. So who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows who was in that house, who wasn't in that house. They didn't do their job. We don't even... Here's my thing. How do you get a shotgun? How do you get inside the house? Did you shoot her from outside? In? Is there a hole in the wall? Like, all... Where? What? What? Remember, (laughs) this little girl's only four. Yes. So, she wouldn't... Ex-boyfriend. She knows him. So, she wouldn't think it was strange if he showed up mm. and he asked her to let let her let him in mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good point because i think i think it was adeline or janessa one of them was his daughter if not both but yeah no you're right that's a good point and again and she saying, wouldn't think to mention it because it's not weird right because it's just like oh that's my dad or like, like i know this person right wow that's a good point I just, I don't want to say it's him. I don't want to not say it's him. I just, I just, I'm with her family at this point going, who the fuck killed this woman? And why are we, why? You know, who and why? I'm with you. The strongest evidence definitely is the ex. 100% always is, right? But then also like, 
How? Like it's, it's pretty damn good. The four-year-old let him in the house. Mm-hmm. Mom went down to take, take a nap. She thought the four-year-old was still asleep. Four-year-old mm-hmm. woke up. Mm-hmm. He saw the little girl through the window. He got her to let him in the house. And he did it all because she had left him and moved on. Mm. He was jealous. He was angry. He was abusive. Yeah. And abusive men don't take it well when the women leave them. Yeah. And plus she was pregnant with another man's child. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole, I mean. Mm-hmm. It's just, why kill two people? You killed that baby. You killed her. Well, I didn't what? say he was the no. epitome of mental health. No, God, no. No. It just, ugh, but yeah. this. So Jordan, snaps, dude. Go get that computer science degree. Go live your life. And man, let this be a lesson to cops if you're listening to us. Don't do this. Do, do your job, please. Like, don't... Do, I know it's easier just to be like, it's this person. Oh, please, please don't do that. Be the cop from Amanda Lewis. Remember, at the hospital, he oh, immediately yeah. read her her rights, recorded the combo. Yep, exactly. He was like... Nope. And that was... He was a real cop. Yep, exactly. But he was like... I've read the books. And by books, I mean like, you know, the police suspense dramas. <laughs> like the true crime books, like what we read. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> well, who do you have for us today? Okay. I'm, hopefully, this is going to like make you happy. But hear me out because this is, when I first tell you about her and what she's doing, you're going to be like, what? But it's really, actually what she's doing is really important when you think about it. So, have you heard of Amika George? No. So, she was born on October 4th, 1999 in Kerala, South India, but she was actually raised in the UK. Okay. And Amika, when she was in secondary school, she read an article about how a lot of young girls in Britain miss school due to the stigma around periods and being unable to afford period products. So, in the UK... Period products are classed as a luxury, non-essential item and taxed at 5%. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I'm laughing because, like, it's definitely not a luxury. No. Oh, God. No. This is how you know men run the world right here. (laughs) Here's your clue. So, this is what inspired Amika to found. Found? Found, yeah. Found. The Free Periods Organization in April of 2017. Yes, bitch. So she started an online position, position, petition calling on the government to provide free menstrual products to all children on the free school meals program. Yep. And the petition got over 200,000 signatures, meaning that it had to be addressed by parliament now. Hell yeah. So, Amika then organized protests in order to get the attention of the UK government and force them to bring in policies that provided the free sanitary products to the school children of Britain. Dude, wait, 99? She was 18 when she was doing all of this? Mm Mm-hmm. Bitch. Yep. She has written articles for Vogue, The Guardian, and The Telegraph. Holy crap, Amika. Yes. Get it. So she highlights the health and hygiene issues associated with period poverty and the things that young people have to go through when they can't afford the products, like using clothing rags, Mm -hmm. pads of toilet paper, 
Reusing tampons for days, which actually oh, oh no. is dangerous because it can lead to toxic shock, toxic shock syndrome, which is deadly. Do not do that. Oh my God, no. But they don't have a choice. Yeah. No, yeah. So, so this is what she started doing because she realized that just because people can't afford the feminine hygiene products, they weren't going to school. Mm-hmm. And so they're missing school and... Or they were doing these things that are literally deadly. Mm-hmm. So not only has she been fighting for better assistance for period products within the impoverished, but listen to this. She has been fighting for better menstruation education for males in the school setting mm-hmm. so they understand periods better and help in the stigma and in the poverty. Hell yeah, girl. Get it. So she has earned... Really big honors. She was on the Times 2018 Most Influential Teens list, the Big Top Issue Top 100 Changemakers, Teen Vogue's 21 Under 21 list. Damn. And in 2018, she was awarded a Goalkeepers Campaign Award from the Bill and Melinda Gaines Foundation. Oh, wow. So in January 22nd of 2020... Her hard work paid off, and it was announced that every state maintained school and college in England will be able to order free period products for their students. Oh, that's awesome. So, Amika's work was done, right? Knowing her, no. No, it's not, because she's a fucking boss-ass bitch. That's right. Now, she fights for this option to be better advertised in schools so the students are more aware and can actually take advantage of this opportunity. Well, yeah. She is also studying history at the University of Cambridge. Oh, just, you know, for fun, whatever. (laughs) Amika, I love this. I love this. Actually, I, I think there was a, is it CBS? I think it was CVS or Walgreens in the United States decided to cut down the tax. CVS. CVS, thank you. Mm-hmm. On period products. Because, I, again. I actually think hello? that they're not charging the sales tax. Oh, they're not. Okay, good. I, is what I believe I heard. Because, yo, this is not, trust we don't wake up wanting a period. Let me tell you that. It's not optional. We didn't no. decide to do this. And um, it's not fun. It's called biology. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think... Where can we, who do we need to talk to? Amika, come over here. Teach us how you did this. Because I think our school systems could use this, use this as well. Because it, that is the absolute worst. You're at school. You're already uncomfortable. It's high school. You hate it there. And then your fucking period starts in the middle of fucking class. Oh, and you're like, damn what it. What about in middle school oh. when you start your period for the first time? Oh, my God. And everyone looks at you like you're weird. Or they're, they're like, oh, my God. And nobody has a tampon. Because why the fuck would they? Except maybe the teachers. You know what I mean? And then... You're too shy to ask. Why? You know what I mean? It's, that is phenomenal work that she's doing. And she's like also fighting to educate the men. The men. Mm-hmm. So there is not as much stigma. Because yeah. it seems to me, based on reading about her in the UK, there's much more stigma about being on your period than there is here. Hmm. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's good. I think I hundred percent think that the more we talk about things that are just natural and regular for most people, I mean like, hello. So my new favorite commercial right. is the one where it has to do with women and pooping. 
And the women <laughs> talk about pooping. And the other people are like, we can't say that. And they're like, what is poop? And I'm like, yeah. and that's how I feel. I'm like, yo, everybody fucking poops. Yes, exactly. Everyone poops. Women have periods. It happens. Like, can we all just get over? We all fart. We all fart. Exactly. We all have bodily, we all burp. You know, exactly. Exactly. And I think it's, I saw a really good TikTok, God, two years ago. This boy was like, oh yeah, check it out. And for my lady friends, he was doing a tour of his apartment. For my lady friends, and I mean actually my girlfriends, not just girlfriends, I have this whole little like period thing down here underneath my sink. And I was like, are you serious? This man has evolved. Let me tell you something, sir, you single men out there, which none listen to this. Anyway, if you had, if I rolled up to a boy's house that I was dating or potentially dating and he had period supplies underneath his counter for anyone, any woman who happened to be over, brownie points, extra points for you, sir. I would tell my son this, but I want the ladies to stay as far away from my son as possible. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell him this. But, but I, I get that. <laughs> And I know my son doesn't listen to this. So. No, right? So no worries. No worries there. But how cool was that? He was like, yeah, you know, I know it happens. It's whatever. And here you go. I'm, he's making it like, who gives a shit? Yeah. And also like, it's it's just a nice gesture to do, you know, for your friends and your girlfriends. Like, yeah. Shit happens. So. Yeah. I mean. Awesome. So I was like, I hope people aren't like, who cares? But it's important because there's yes. still so much like. Why? Why? Why is it so, oh my God, I can't believe you're on your period. Stigmatized. why do we have to talk about it like it's a dirty thing? I don't know. I think that for so long, we just have such puritanical views of like the human body that we can't really believe that the human body does human body things. And so people with, you know, uteruses having a fucking period is a problem to some people. And it's like, I'm sorry, guys. You'll just have to get over it. You know what I mean? Like we all just need to, like you said, education is important. I feel like the more people that are educated about it, the less stigma there will be. Yeah. Like, right. And also this does lead into the conversation around, uh, you know, abortion that we're having right now in our country, because the more information you have about this, you see what I'm saying? Like I 100% think that they need to educate the males as well, because It also leads into sex education. Absolutely. It should be part of sex education if it's not. I mean, yeah. again, it's been years, so. And it was totally different. Well, I, let's <laughs> get real. Me. It's 2022 and they only teach abstinence. So there's that. Ah, oh, good times. Uh, they should hand out tampons, pads, and condoms. I completely. To to every sex. Here you go. Here. They here, should just have, have gift bags in all the yes. bathrooms at the schools. Like it, it, Totally. I totally agree. Tampons, pads, and condoms all in one bag in both bathrooms. Yep. Just take a bag take every a bag. time you go in. Yep. Come out. Take a bag. Take a bag. Take a bag. Because again, and don't come at us saying like, oh, you want to have high schoolers no. having sex. No, they're I don't want sex. them having sex. But here's the problem. They're they, doing it anyways. They're doing it anyway. Exactly. They're doing it anyways. And if you don't educate them on how to do it properly, that's how they get pregnant. Yep. And then there's unwanted pregnancy and then there's more poverty because sometimes those families don't want to take care of that child. So that girl now has a single mom and now she has to live on her own and now she has to find. We or there's going. more kids in the foster system. Yep. I mean. And nobody take care of them. She wants to get an abortion in a state where she can't get an abortion. So then she has to go to another state and have to figure out how she can or fly there. Or she gets there a back alley abortion and then she can never have any kids. And 
So yeah, this is a bigger issue that Amika is touching on is what we're saying. <laughs> and honestly, the more you know about your body, the more and, you know about other people's bodies. Exactly. And exactly. then when you have sex, it's more enjoyable. It is. Cause then you know things, things. <laughs> now all of a sudden we're getting, I'm getting all flustered. Oh, she may have to go downstairs for a bit. I don't know. <laughs> no, I just mean like talking about sex, you know, I'm just like, oh, because again, it's so in there. It's like so. See, and me, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, you also. Well, okay. here's the thing. I was not talked to about sex as a kid. I was not talked to about my period. Mm-hmm. Same. So I did talk to my daughter I didn't talk to my boys. That was the hubby situation. Yeah, like this is a you thing, dude. But my eldest son has no filter, no shame, and there is no door to anything and tells us everything. And I stop him and shut the door. And I'm like, that's a conversation for your father because your mother doesn't need to know. You're like, please, like, I'm all for sharing, but I do not want to know about your sex life. I exactly do right. not want to know. Like, exactly I love you. Exactly right. And I, that makes total sense. That's why I don't want him to have Perry products in his bathroom to make him more attractive to any more ladies because I do not need to know. Well, the good news is, is you stopped. You stopped the, the, the cycle with you very clearly. Didn't you? Wouldn't you say? I did. <laughs> I did. Oh, man. Well, what a year. Right? It's been crazy. Dude, I, I don't even know where to start. Well, let's we'll start with thank yous. Seriously, thank you all for being patrons. Thank you all for, even if you're not patrons, just fucking listen to our stupid asses. Oh, yeah. I love when I log on and I see that you've listened. It makes me excited. Mm-hmm. No, it's great. It's it's honestly like the joy of our lives to be able to do something like this and just, it's fun. We have a really good time with it. We hope you all have a good time with it. Again, let us know if there's something or someone that you want us to cover. We are more than happy to take a look at it because we sometimes run out of ideas, to be honest. Sometimes we're like, oh, what are we going to do? And next year we're going crazy. We're going to go crazy. You're going to learn about it next year. Uh-huh. We really hope you enjoy the upcoming like favorites of ours. Oh, yeah. So I'm really excited about mine. I am too. I'm, I'm excited. So... Thank y'all, cunties, so much for sticking with us in 2022. We will see you on 2022, 2023. Oh my God. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.